With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, and we finally made it to July. We're halfway through this awful, horrible 2020. We finally made it halfway through. Hopefully the second half is a hell of a lot better than the first half. My name is Rob Howe. I am the publisher of HawkeyeNation.com, and you have tuned into the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast, and I am happy to be joined today by Kansas City Area Wide Receiver, uh, 2021 Iowa commit, Arlen Bruce the fourth. How are you doing today, Arlen? I'm good, Rob. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I appreciate you joining me. And you're the fourth. You go by Arlen Bruce the fourth. So my uh, rudimentary math says your great-grandfather was Arlen Bruce, your grandfather, your father, and now you. Do I have that right? Yes, sir. That's correct. All right. That's cool. That's really cool. I'm a junior. I'm named after my dad and I have my grandfather's middle name. Not that anybody listening cares about that, but I think it's kind of cool that you have that kind of line. Is that kind of just kind of neat to have that, that lineage? Yeah, it is. It is pretty cool, but I don't, I wish I, um, um, remember, uh, my, uh, great grandfather a little bit more because he's the first one and kind of see where the name came from, but I was really little. Um, when he passed away, so I just gotta—I just asked my mom about where my name came from, but I'm still like a little confused because it's a unique name. Yeah, it is, and it's cool that uh, you—it's cool that you got to be around, or your great your great grandfather got to know you, even if you didn't know him that well. He got to see you. I think that's pretty cool, man. We don't get we don't get those chances a lot in life, so that's very cool. Yes, sir. Um, so as we talked about before we started recruiting, recruiting, we're going to kind of bounce around here a little bit. And this is our first prospect podcast with uh, a class of 2021 member for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We went through and got the majority of the 2020 guys, and that's the class we started with this podcast with. Uh, but those of you folks out there listening who have listened to these podcasts before, we kind of give you a chance to, to get to know their prospect a little bit. He talks about, you know, what he, his interests are, things like that. It just kind of makes, you know, kind of puts some personal, uh, personal touch on uh, the recruits that you see. And I noticed, Arlen, um, uh, on your, uh, your social media feeds, looks like you're getting a chance to get out and work out a little bit. How's that feel? 
Yes, sir. It's been great. Uh, I think our state right now, that some cases are starting to rise, so they're emphasizing using masks. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been great to get out and work out because I know a lot of my um, other commits haven't, haven't been able to work out like that. What are you doing? What, what are those videos that I'm seeing? What, what have you been able to do? Yeah, so the one I just posted recently, it was, um, it was like a, it's called the Kansas City Showcase. Um, my seven-on-seven seven coaches hosted it, and um, they had like two sessions. There's like five, five quarterbacks in each session, 10 receivers, and 10 DBs. And um, it's more to help people get exposure. But I, I just went to have to have fun. Cool. Um, let's touch. Let's start there a little bit, anyway. Um, going back to to March when we all started to go into this, uh, just this crazy quarantine, pandemic, mm -hmm. school stops. You know, spring sports stop. Um, what has that period been like for you in terms of school? You know, being able to 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 um, study and, and work on academics uh, from a football and workout perspective? What have you been able to do? What's this whole, I guess, the last three three months or so been like for you? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I think it was either February or March uh, is when school stopped for me. And um, I don't know why, but for my district, we didn't have to take any online classes. So my summer basically started. Um, either it was late February or early March. can't remember exactly. But um, I had to, um, I couldn't work out for a while at first, but then um, I just, I figured out one of my, one of my teammates on my team right now has a rack and everything in the garage. So I went over there, used social distancing. So I still got to work out. So basically instead of school, I just got to work out every day and been, been grinding ever since quarantine started. What kind obviously, you know, contact with other people, you got to kind of be careful with that. What are the, what were the workouts like beyond like doing the weight, you know, the weightlifting in, in the garage, what were you able to do just in terms of maybe uh, sharpening your skills? Oh yeah. I went to, I, I would go to the field with my brother. He's about to be in high school. So um, I, we would just do drills by ourselves, um, speed and agility drills, routes. And for my school, I play quarterback. So I would throw to my little brother too. So um, at first it would just be me and him. Then as time went on, um, I just go to the field, throw to my teammates. Do you feel like obviously it's not the same as being able to do full fledged workouts? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody's kind of in the same boat here, so you can't really say you know, hey, this set me back because everybody else was kind of, you know, mm -hmm. their their growth process was probably stagnated a little bit too by this whole pandemic. Do you feel like you were able to at least with what your parameters were to improve and get better this spring? Yeah, um, I actually feel like this has actually helped me personally, because um, usually, like, I'd be I would be uh, devoting all my time to baseball. Well, I was, I was going to run track this year, but usually around this time, I'd be either doing track or baseball. But to be able to put, like, most of my time um, into football, is it's helped me a lot because we don't have uh, spring football down here in uh, Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So it's helped a lot. And I was it was remiss of me not to mention that you're from Olathe North High School in Olathe, Kansas. So I always wonder this for the – because I have friends in the area that you live in and – I've uh, talked to Jaimon Colbert about this and Aaron Menz and other guys that have come to Iowa from your area. And uh, so do you consider yourself a Kansas Cityan, even though you're on the Kansas side? Yes, sir, I do. Kansas City uh, metro area. Ah, uh, okay. I wondered how you guys uh, 
how you guys, ex, you know, uh, describe that when people say, yeah, man, but your address is in Kansas, not Missouri. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm on the, I'm on the Kansas side, but I still say, uh, Kansas city and they go, Oh, Missouri or Kansas. And I'm just like, yeah, Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit, Arlen, about the level of football there. You know, I think it's one of the more underrated areas uh, in our region for high school football. There's a lot of good players that come out of your area, man. Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of the most, like, underrated uh, states and areas. I think more on, like, the western side of Missouri and the whole state of Kansas. There's so much talent that's been um, – that has been yet to be uh, discovered. So like, it was it was kind of hard for me to to get recruited at first. I was kind of panicking because I was my junior season was over. Um, I was like, I feel like I, I'm good enough for D1, but I just haven't got any offers. And then came late January is when I got my my first offer. So I think for a lot of the kids here, it's, it's pretty hard. Yeah, I wonder for you, Arlen, if some of that was impacted by people wondering what position you would play on the le- next level was, do you think that was kind of people were trying to figure out where you fit? Yeah, that I think definitely because uh, most of my film, I take snaps at quarterback right. and um, I'm usually throwing or running wildcats. So um, I'm glad coach Copeland saw, saw that I could play receiver. And cause I was, um, I wanted to play running back at first. I liked the idea. And then I started thinking more of how I'd have to reshape my body type um, put on 20 pounds right as I got on campus. So I just like the idea of keeping my body kind of how it is, put a little bit of weight on. But um, I think I have a good build for a slot receiver. Yeah, and you don't want to be a running back, man. Those guys take a yeah. beating. At least on the outside, you can kind of protect yourself a little bit. Yep. That's, that, went, <laughs> that, went into, that went into my commitment too. So how did schools analyze you as a receiver? Did you have like work? Did you do any summer workouts last year for that? How were people able to, or was it just all just projection? Uh, I think it was projection and a little bit of seven on seven and um, going over film with coach Copeland. I think he just knew that I could, that I could, um, I was an athlete and I could play either running back receiver that I could do a lot of things. Yeah, and you sound, I mean, it sounds an awful lot like, and I watched a lot of his film coming out of high school, and, and people were like, well, where does he fit? And Iowa said, you know, it doesn't matter really how he fits. We, we have a vision for how we can use him, and that was Tyrone Tracy. And I see a lot of you in him. Uh, has, that, has that comp been made? Oh, yeah. The first time I met Coach Copeland, he, that's exactly that's what he said. Yeah, and do you see that? I mean, you've watched you've watched Tyrone this last season. Do you see kind of a similar skill set there? Yeah, I see it a lot. I watched his his high school film too. It's kind of crazy how uh, similar we are in the style of play. Have you always has that been a conscious thing for you, Arlen, to be somebody that's that versatile, or um, you know, how much is that just your high school offense, and how much is that just how you've developed? Um. I feel like I, I, I wish uh, at my high school I could play receiver a little bit more because I feel like there's other people that can throw the ball instead of just, <laughs> instead of just me. Like, there's, there's got to be someone else that can throw it's out routes and posts. But, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like – yeah, I feel like I would wish I was used more in uh, different, different positions. But, um, and this, yeah, this has always been a goal of mine to be versatile and – 
be used in multiple positions because I was also told that I I would be getting a couple of uh, handoffs too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like last year, especially with Iowa's offense, it kind of uh, expanded a little bit where Amir and, and Tyrone Tracy mm-hmm. um, were getting a lot of, uh, you know, getting the ball in, in various ways. And, and it seems like they're starting to utilize, um, yeah. you know, skill sets a little bit more. Guys that uh, – getting guys in space. Have you noticed that? Yes, sir. Jet sweeps, all yep. of that. Yeah, for sure. Um why why do you feel like your high school utilizes you at quarterback? Is that just so they can have the ball in your hands as much as possible? Yeah, I feel like it keeps the defense on their toes because yeah. they know that I can take the snap and run right up the middle. Um, but I could also hit them on a play action, um, throw the ball deep. So I think that's why they use me at quarterback. You play defense at all or have you played defense? No, I don't. It's pretty upsetting. <laughs> And I imagine they won't put you back on returns either. Uh, no, I do, I do uh, kick returns. Oh, you do? Um, yeah, but I did at the beginning of the year. Then they took me off. I don't know why I was mad about that, too. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks returning kicks. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, let's go back, you know, before that. Um, just like kind of your your early years, before your formative years, when you were little, you know, four, five, six years old, mm-hmm. what were some of the first sport, sports you got involved in? And, you know, was football always the number one for you or were you, were you um, more interested in other sports? Yeah, football has always been the number one. I think it went uh, football, basketball, and baseball. But, yeah, football has definitely been my, my first love for a while. And how, you know, what were your early memories of it? What type of, uh, you know, youth football leagues and things like that were you involved in in that area? Um, we have a league that was called FCCJC. Um, so basically it's just like um, all the, uh, the schools we have around here, like they're called Olathe, Blue Valley, Shawnee. Um, basically they have the same team name and uh, jerseys and colors and everything, but just like um, – the the little league teams like I think I started playing for Olathe North the third grade team all the way until sixth grade okay cool yeah and that's tackle yeah tackle okay um and then um did you play other youth sports you, you talk about basketball and baseball were you involved in those as well throughout your life yeah. yes sir I was basketball and baseball and football um my whole life and did you uh, have you played those all through high school, Arlen? Have you played? I know you said you were going to play baseball this this spring before uh, it got canceled. Have you stuck with basketball as well? Yeah, I have, but I think uh, I'm done now that I'm enrolling early. Yeah, what went into? Uh, I was going to touch on that later, but since you brought it up, what what kind of went into that decision of wanting to uh, to get to college uh, in January? Or, you know, halfway. I don't say halfway through your senior year, but to graduate early. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest goals is since, um, I did a lot of thinking and seeing that, uh, Amir will be graduating, Brandon, Brandon Smith will be graduating. Um, Tyrone could possibly enter the, the draft. Um, seeing that made me really motivated to want to play my first year and help the team out that way. And I just want to get on campus, get a head start, um, in my classes, um, and in the playbook. 
Yeah, cool. That definitely makes sense to me. And I think the people listening, they understand kind of how the depth chart looks at wide receiver. And this this year's receiver group is stacked, uh, mm-hmm. but guys move on and uh, new guys come in. And um, so, you know, we touched on this a little bit. How are you trying to, I guess, hone your receiver skills, but also prepare for what you have to do for your high school team in terms of being, uh, you know, a dual threat quarterback? Yeah, that's I like that question. Um, I've been training with um, Top Speed. Uh, you know, Isaiah Simmons. A lot of pro guys go and train there. To, um, they, uh, my guy Joseph Paz, he does the lifting aspect, and then Coach Cash, he does receiver work, DB work. So I go to him every Saturday and Wednesday to um, work on my receiver skills, and every other day is mainly quarterback and running back stuff. Um. What did it mean to you? And I don't know if this was the Kansas City Stars Award, but to be named the the player of the year in your area last year, what did that mean to you? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, the Simone Award. Yeah, that was the the greatest feeling I've I've ever experienced. Um, It's a a pretty cool award. Um, uh, There's four people. I get to show up and I, I guess you find out the morning of, so like you show up at your school, you don't know who wins until you get to the school. So I, I, I didn't find out to that morning and I walked in and like my whole school was in there for the um, assembly. It was pretty awesome. Kind of like a Heisman vibe to it. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like a mini Heisman. Cool. Um, what, uh, what's the, What's the connection been like? I mean, you guys are up to, what, 17 commitments already in the 21 class? You guys are, you know, haven't even started your senior year yet, and you got pretty much a, a good portion of this class done. How, just kind of how have you seen it come together, and what's the, what's the vibe and connection like with you guys? Yeah, it's been awesome watching it come together. Um, I, didn't, I didn't commit too early like some of the other guys, but uh, I think we all have a pretty good pretty good connection. We have a couple group chats. Um, and right when someone else commits, we add them to the group chat and welcome them in. Um, and I think we all just, we just talk a lot about a lot of things, what we're thinking, especially with like the stuff that's been happening recently. We just stay together and um, talk about what we think. It's been pretty nice. Let's talk. We'll get to that at the at later on, on in the pod, obviously. But just talk a little bit about the recruiting process for you. You know, you, you got your off your first offer in January. I know Iowa State was heavily involved with you and some other schools. Um, kind of, how did you approach the process? And then once you got your your offers, and it, it seemed like Iowa and Iowa State were your top two. How did you separate those two when it came down to it? Yeah, when it came down to the Cyhawk. Um, Iowa State wanted me to take on more of an all-purpose running back role. Um, like I said earlier, I, I loved the idea at first. Um, I was kind of leaning towards that. And then I started thinking about health, um, how long my career could last, um, 
and body type. So I just like the idea of playing slot receiver, Iowa more. Um, got on the call with um, Coach Brian Ferentz. He um, showed me where I'd be playing at a um, at Iowa. Coach Copeland showed me a little bit more film about Tyrone Tracy, what he does, and I feel like that I could fit in really well where Tyrone um, played this past year. How did you know, man? It's always interesting for me when guys commit, like, what they're feeling. How, how did you know it, it was time and you had found the place? Yeah. So, for me at Iowa, uh, I, I was not trying to commit that early, if I'm being honest. I was going to wait until I took my official visits. But um, with all the COVID that's been uh, postponing things, um, I knew I had to make a decision earlier because you've probably seen all over Twitter, all types of people come in everywhere. Yeah. Um, so uh, Coach Copeland told me that there, he was only taking a certain number of spots. I didn't want to lose my spot. He said they were all, the magic number was three. Um, I can't really say who it is, but another receiver committed. Um. So then me and Brody decided to commit at the same time. So that would fill up the three. But that receiver ended up decommitting. And um, I wasn't even – I got you. So, just kind of what made me commit. So, What was the order of that again, Arlen? I know you and Brody and Keegan all kind of committed right in the same area. Well, who was, who was, what was the order of that? I can't even remember. It was me and Brody at the same time. Um, Brody Brody didn't announce his until like a couple days or a week after mine. But me and him literally called Coach Copeland like on a group FaceTime and told him. Okay. Yeah. And then it was Keegan after. Gotcha. So what's the connection? You've talked about Coach Copeland. What's the connection like – with for you with him and and kind of what are the things that you feel um uh, make that bond strong yeah me and coach Copeland have a great connection um we talk almost every day um whenever I want to watch film he, he's down whatever like he'll he'll make he'll make a time to watch film with me for an hour hour and a half uh whether it's if I want to watch practice drills practice film um concepts he's he's down to do whatever whenever I ask um but as far as like um connection with other receivers we have a group chat uh we we got in a group call and talk about things that are going on going in the world coach Copeland just makes sure we're doing all right and I just really love that about him what has he um, recommended that you work on? What, what are some of the th- areas that he feels like you need to focus on before you get to Iowa? Um, the things that we've watched, he just – when we watched his drill work, he says to focus on the little little things. Like you see some coaches doing all these fancy drills. But, he's, but what he likes to do in his, in his drills at practice is like the simple, um, simple breakdown drills, simple cuts just like the simple things they they don't do everything full speed unless it's um uh what's it called seven on seven or full on scrimmage Mm -hmm. he doesn't like he doesn't like to put wear and tear on your body during his drills so i just i just like the way he he runs his uh his drills and practices what um i've seen your height and weight listed at various different 
measurements. What, what, what is your height and what is your weight? And, and what do you feel like you can get at comfortably when you get into college? Yeah, right now I'm at about 5'10", um, around 193, 194. And when I, get, when I get up there, I'm looking to play around like 200, 202, 205, somewhere around that. Gotcha. Um, but if I feel too heavy around there, then I'll probably just stick to like 198. Um, I, I always hesitate to ask this because these things I think are misleading, like 40-yard mm-hmm. dash times, 100-yard dash mm-hmm. times, things like that. I think – there's a difference between track speed and football speed. Um, What do you, how do you feel like you measure up more in just in terms of your ability, your breakaway speed, your cutting ability, things like that? Yeah. So I wouldn't say I have breakaway speed. I feel like I have quickness and and, um, agility. That's, that's where I get people like say um, I'm in the slot. I run like a, a slant. I feel like I can, I can get the ball pretty quick, make a quick move, and um, get going down the field. But I wouldn't necessarily consider myself having breakaway speed, just quickness. What uh, – had? I know we mentioned track earlier. Had you competed in track before? or what event? And if not, what events were you planning on part- participating in? No, I hadn't ran since middle school. But um, this year I was going to run the 4 by one and the 100, maybe the 200. But um, – yeah, I hadn't even been timed. We barely had any practices before everything got canceled. How did basketball season go for you? Um, it's all right. I'm not really much of a hooper anymore, so I didn't. I don't really play a lot. If I'm being honest, is it more just having you know being a part of a team? I know a lot of guys say you know it's it, that competition can't be you know you can't if you're not playing there's no competition and that's mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah, coaches. Yeah, coaches love for you to have um, to play other sports because of the competition part. But um, I, I really love basketball. I'm just not as good as I used to be at it. How about baseball? What kind baseball, of uh, what kind of success have you had? Uh, you know, on on the field. Yeah. So my freshman year, I I started on varsity. I had a pretty good year. Um, I forgot what my batting average was, but it was it was pretty good for my first first year of varsity. And then my sophomore year, I had I was just terrible um, as far as hitting wise. But I played center field. My fielding percentage was close to 100. So I feel like um, now that I've I didn't play all summer, I now I feel like I really miss baseball, going to my brother's games and stuff like that. Um, what positions? What positions did you play in baseball? Uh, center field. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, how – I guess this is kind of a rhetorical question almost. How, how, what was the disappointment level when, when you found out you wouldn't be able to play baseball this spring? Um, it was kind of my decision. I wanted to get faster. Uh, that's why I decided to run track. Um, so it was kind of hard, but uh, my, it was for the better. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Gotcha. Um, so what are your plans for your senior year, provided this nasty virus doesn't um, <laughs> cancel more things again? Obviously, football in the fall. And then just what do you do after football season before you enroll at Iowa? Um, I think just get all my classes, get everything done. Right now I'm taking an extra English class, and I think I will have another online class once school starts, like a visual arts. So I think just – maintain um 
my grades very high. And then I think uh, my last week of school or last day of school is like December 18th. Okay. So not, not too far away. Yeah. You only got about a month then. Um, yeah. provided everything goes normal, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah. How big are academics for you, Arlen? Um, and what, what are you majoring in in Iowa? Do you know yet? I'm not sure. I'm in the sports medicine program in my school right now, but I haven't decided if I want to pursue that in uh, college. It'd be pretty hard playing football too. How much did, uh, how much did you have to add, you know, co- you know, course load wise to be able to graduate, you know, uh, midway through your senior year? Um, I didn't really have to had, uh, have to add too much. I just had to uh, take this uh, second semester English. Um, I had to drop my sports med senior class so I could take um, another one of my um, science classes. But uh, yeah, I haven't really had to add too much onto there because I've, I've been on track pretty well. So, um, obviously, this has not been an easy month for the Iowa football program. We've, we've mm-hmm. followed the story. Um, let's, let's go back to the beginning. You talked about, um, you know, the connection and the, the, the bond you had with the guys that are in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, when that news started to first come out, how did you guys um, – process it and did you were you bouncing stuff off each other in the group text how did that go down when you first heard of this stuff you know this story yeah I think all of our initial reactions were like is this is this for real like is this is this real news like we didn't we didn't really know what to what to believe I feel like mm-hmm. and then um as more stories like started coming out um we like really started getting concerned but um yeah, we talked it out, and we were like, you know, we're going to work. We all decided we're going to be the change in the program. And we um, – Coach Ferentz, I think, called all of us. And Coach Copeland, I talked to him a lot. Coach Brian Ferentz, I talked to all of them at least. But, um, yeah, I had I asked all the questions that, that I had, and they answered them. And I just – I feel like the program's going in the right direction right now. How did your parents react? Um, my mom, she was really concerned. Um, I told her the conversations I had with coach Brian, Brian Ferentz, cause I think he was one of the first ones to call me about this. Um, but I think he's going to call her pretty soon. Talk to her about this, but I, I told her what, what, uh, our conversation was like. And, um, she believes and she believes what I say and what they're, what they're saying. And I think she, she trusts, um, what's going on with uh, the groups they've made, the leadership groups they've made, and the plans they have um, going forward. You know, um, I, and I don't know I, if you're not comfortable giving me, you know, the specific questions you had and asked the coaches, just kind of what what were those conversations like that gave you um, the – the, the, that convinced you, maybe that's too heavy a word, or gave you comfort that change, if, if there was necessary change, that it was going to happen? Uh, what, like, what was going to happen? Oh, the that change. they would make the changes, or you guys can be part of that change. What kind of gave you, what questions did you ask, and, and what responses did you get that g- gave you confidence that this thing will be okay when you get there? 
Yeah. Another thing I forgot to say is I, I've been talking to uh, players too, which has really helped. Um, like I asked Tyrone um, things he's experienced and if he's experienced anything, anything bad. Um, Mason Richmond, he's an incoming freshman that enrolled early. Um, so I've been using my resources, talking to them too. Um, but as far as things coaches say, said, um, Coach Copeland, being being a black coach, I, I trust his word and everything he says. He told me that um, that every everything's going in the right direction. They've, they've made uh, multiple groups, they, um, leadership groups. Um, yeah, he just assured me that everything was all right, and I and I trust Coach Copeland. What was uh, you know, what was the the? I, I don't want you to. You don't have to. Uh, you know, name anybody in your class, but just kind of what was the, what was that overall process to, you know, from that initial, you know, get you know, being surprised by it to kind of just you guys talking to the point where everybody was comfortable. Yeah. When it first came out about um, coach Doyle being fired, um, a couple, a couple of us were kind of like um, a little bit worried if I'm being honest, yeah. but um did a little more research and talked to the coaches and found out that um, Coach Doyle's assistant that's been with him for 11 to 12 years um, was taking over. So um, everyone just talked like – everyone was just saying, like, they're not going to bring in some some slappy that doesn't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to they're gonna hire the right guy to come in and take over the, the strength program. So – I feel like that was the biggest concern was Coach Doyle leaving. Are you still kind of, uh, you know, obviously this is going to be your home. Um, are you still kind of keeping an eye on, you know, what they're doing and what's going on and, and kind of making sure that, uh, you know, the changes and progress are being made? Are you trying to, you know, you know, stick with asking questions and doing that just to make sure everything's, uh, you know, everything is moving forward? Oh, yeah, definitely. I just got off the phone with um Coach Ferentz, uh yesterday or the other day, and was asking him about how the how the leadership groups um, are going, and he was telling me they've had quite a few um, Zoom meetings because they ha- can't have in person class or meetings. So he was just telling me about how those meetings have been and things like that. So yeah, I've been really keeping an eye on it. How do you think? I know you mentioned this, and we we touched on it a few minutes ago. How do you think you guys can help? this program when you get there how do you think you guys can play what what will your role be and what can you guys do to make sure that this is you know because I think every player wants to be included and wants an inclusive environment how how can you guys you know this class that's coming in now that just arrived and your class that comes in next year you guys are really going to kind of be somewhat of the foundation for for what Iowa football hopes to be in the future yeah I think um when we come in, we need to tell the coaches that um, we want our own leadership groups. Like, I think there should be one for, like, um, each class. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like players are definitely more up to tell other players what, what's on their mind instead of coaches because they they might be afraid of um, saying the wrong thing. Maybe that's how it is anywhere, saying, saying the wrong thing and losing playing time. So I feel like now the coaches are more up to listen and um, act on the problems that are in front of them. 
I wonder this, and you don't have to tell me this if you don't want to, but I wonder if any coaches from other programs reached out to you when this story kind of broke to wonder if you were wavering on your commitment at all? No, no, no coaches. Just mainly my family members have. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, also, um, Darren, you know, Darren Sproles. Yeah. Yeah, he went to my high school. He sent it to me and was just telling me to ask a lot of questions, things like that. What was his advice? Um, he's just, he was just saying, like, make sure you ask all, all types of questions. Um, you want to be a hundred percent sure about, about, uh, everything. You want to have a lot of knowledge about everything, what's going on, what's being said, things like that. Yeah. 100%. That's, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, people, everybody listen to this podcast and everybody in your class and the players that are in there now and the former players and the players of the future, everybody wants the same thing, man. They want Iowa football to be its best. And, uh, you know, everybody's got to kind of contribute to that. And uh, let's, I, I think we all hope that happens. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, I appreciate your candidness with that, Arland. I know it's not the easiest subject to talk about. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing all your stories and giving people background. Um, I usually hit people at the end of these podcasts just with a little bit of lighthearted questioning for you guys. And, um, you know, I'll start with being in Kansas City. Is barbecue your favorite food? <laughs> okay, I get that question a lot. Um, barbecue is not my favorite, but I will say barbecue is the best. Is the best in the um, in the nation. That is a fact. Where's your go-to in Kansas? If you're going, if you got to pick a spot in in your area to get the barbecue, and 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 you know, with the with the new name and likeness in this future that hopefully happens for student athletes, you may get you may get to do commercials for some of these places. I know. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, I would say, is Gates Barbecue. Right on. Yes, I've been there plenty of times. And if I had to have a second one, it'd probably be um, um, Joe Kansas City Joe's. Yeah, been to both of those places. I love Kansas City Barbecue. Now I'm hungry. Which one's your? Uh, which one do you like more? I'd probably go to Gates. I'm with you. Yeah, I just you know, and there's there's a lot of great choices, and but it's just I forget Gates for me is the most consistent. I know what I get when I know when I go there. I'm gonna get it's gonna be good. There's no they don't have a bad day. That's facts. <laughs> That's facts. Um, what do you do kind of just to get away from things, man? To get away from sports or to get away from stress or or just kind of unwind? Um. I play I play my Xbox. I play play Madden on my Xbox, 2K, things like that. And I just got a new puppy about 2 months ago, so play with him outside, play play video games. What kind of dog? Uh, he's a boxer pit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like tra- how's the training going? Oh my god, at first the training was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh peed in his crate one time i had to clean it out my mom my mom uh said that we have to take care of him like 100 percent because me and my uh brother aiden we bought him with our own money so she said if you get this dog i'm not i'm not taking care of him you guys have to train him because we already have two other dogs so she didn't want to want that yeah. responsibility what kind of other dogs you have um yorkie poodle and yorkie maltese Cool. That's a nice mix of dogs, man. That must be yeah. funny looking when you're when they're hanging out together. I know. My uh, boxer <laughs> pit, 
like jumps all over them and like tramples them because he's getting pretty big. <laughs> That's funny. I yeah, I'll tell this story. It's kind of gross, but uh, the night of my wedding, this is I've been married for almost twenty years, but um, had my best man at the house. My wife's away, you know, in the hotel, and I, we've got a, a, a chocolate lab. Was our we had a you know we bought a chocolate lab, and she was still a puppy, and we kept her in the crate. And I didn't realize this, but my niece was there. And she, during that day, she fed the dog a bunch of milk and chocolate. Oh, my. So in the middle of the night, the dog's crate is in with my best man. And all of a sudden, I hear him yelling. I'm going, what is going on here? And I walk in, and the dog just made a mess all over the place. Oh, my gosh. My best man was... (laughs) was beside himself with the smell but uh hot, yeah i pro- i don't know if i should have uh shared that story but uh, <laughs> one that came to mind. That's, that's crazy. how was the dog after the chocolate like um she, a couple she, days after yeah she recovered she bounced back you know how labs are man they're just solid and strong yeah. and she was a she was a great dog she passed a few years ago we have another dog now we have a uh we have a Lhasa Apsu poodle mix who's, who's just, he's, he's like 13 pounds, but he thinks he's a hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, love dogs. Um, what about, uh, like TV shows, movies? What, what are you into in that regard? Um, I don't really watch a lot of TV. Um, I just watch like a lot of Netflix. Um, I've been watching, some avatar so i watch i watch some anime and i watch the office so yeah those are my those are my go-to's how much or what is something you'll miss from from home when you go to iowa do you think beyond your family uh beyond my family hmm. something i will miss and maybe 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 is is i mean Kansas City, it's different than Iowa City, obviously, but you're coming to a a smaller community, too. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I'm not sure. Besides friends and family, that's the that's That's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main main thing. Yeah. Well, enjoy your last six months or so with them, and hopefully, this virus we can continue to stamp stamp this thing out and hopefully we have football man i can't i'm trying not to think about the chance of not having football i can't i cannot wrap my mind around that or accept that so we've got two months here let's everybody do the right thing and hopefully we can have football i know yes sir fingers <laughs> crossed so thanks for again arlen for joining us on this podcast it was great to, to talk to you and get to know you a little bit and we really look forward to uh to following your career and, and wish you the best yes sir thanks for having me on